Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus says to his disciples, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. It is with these words that Jesus comforts his disciples, and even us, as he is not sending them or us to do anything beyond that which he himself is doing. In other words, he himself does not call his church to do greater works or greater, greater witnesses other than the fact than to follow him to Golgotha, to the cross of which he died. And let's be honest, we've had it pretty easy in the Western church, living where Christianity has been socially acceptable. Hard persecution has not largely been felt among us, though there was a period there in the Reformation times where persecution was indeed the norm. Wars were fought, and the gospel that salvation is by grace through faith for the sake of Christ alone could not be snuffed out even then. And grace alone, faith alone, for the sake of Christ alone, is the only gospel of which we lean on today. And this gospel is the gospel that Jesus sends his disciples out to all the nation of Israel, to the towns before him, as he makes his way to Jerusalem. Nevertheless, persecution of a soft sort raises his head every now and then perhaps even bleeding into a sort of hard persecution in some respects. We've all lived it. There was a period there in, under COVID, when COVID first started, that there was a determination across the nation that was asking for all to stay home for two weeks to flatten the curve, and how this was actually executed throughout the country, varied state by state. And as a church... In Christian charity, we obliged in good faith that after two weeks we would be able to meet again as God had commanded. We followed our Lord's teaching that we ought to be as wise as, servant, as serpents and innocent as doves. But we all know what happened afterwards. Two weeks turned into a month, a month turned into a year. And I don't know how quickly churches around here in Illinois got the chance to open back up, but where I was in Minnesota, uh, the Catholic Church, along with a number of Lutheran churches, including our LCMS churches of the Northern and Southern District, told the governor very quickly after two months of being shut down and while other things were open, that the churches themselves were going to be holding services in person, whether he liked it or not, on May 31st, 2020. The governor was not given an option in this matter. We were going to do it whether he permitted it or not. And I'll tell you, when he came on television a couple nights before, uh, a couple nights prior to that date, I can tell you he was not happy. He urged closed churches still to stay closed. Nonetheless, he did give parameters for the capacities of the, servant, of the services with guidance for social distancing, and while giving this whole entire speech, spoke rather harshly and angry that churches would do such a thing. Even he himself, being a Christian man, essentially said, if he did not say it directly, that if a church was to do the Christian thing, they would stay closed to protect their neighbor. 
brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord was not joking around when he said that brother will deliver brother over to death and the father his child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. Certainly there are some who claim the title Christian who have no problem throwing their fellow Christians under the bus and turning them into authorities. Satan still is at work trying to have a Judas among us to also turn the church in for his own sinful gain. There will always be persecution to coerce you to forsake this faith, this way of life even, and to follow another either, either through soft persecution, such as simply urging you to remain silent and not say publicly what you believe, or even by hard persecution, where imprisonment and even death lurk around the corner. Soft persecution can come as simply urging you to ease up on our Lord's teaching on a whole variety of issues, and saying that sins are not sins, or they're really not all that big of a deal as long as you're not hurting me. We may do this for a whole variety of reasons, such as simply being accepted by a group or some other social benefit. It can come up, soft persecution can come up simply by keeping you silent about our Lord's teaching about abortion or marriage, a whole host of other issues. And there's still the chance that we may still experience hard persecution to not practice our faith in the way that our Lord taught us with the threat of imprisonment and, yes, even death. Both hard and soft persecution is still at work in this world today. But take courage. It is enough, our Lord says, for his disciples to be like him. With persecution, it is not you that they hate, but it is Christ. Jesus said, You will be hated by all for my name's sake but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this is a promise that Jesus gives to us so that we may endure all things. After all, it is enough for his disciple to be like him, right? To follow him into death, as our Lord shows us how to endure persecution with the promise that we will rise with him in his presence, justified. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he did not fear men, but he feared rather the Father and the Father only. Jesus said, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus knew that he was going to Jerusalem, but yet he continued to preach the gospel and did not, care, and did not try to save himself, even though he had ample opportunity to do so. He did not try to make his life comfortable. He did not compromise his life or his preaching simply to have peace. He struggled in every way and was given every opportunity to forsake his mission of saving man. Everything he did and said was done in the light and was seen and heard as the plain as day. Jesus feared the Father who had the authority to destroy not only the body, but the soul. 
Luther, in his explanation to the Ten Commandments, began them all by saying, we should fear and love God. And we ask our confirmands to memorize these explanations. Because only God has the authority to destroy the body and soul in hell. That is why we fear him. But in his love, we do as he commands. In the movie, Paul the Apostle of Christ, uh, which is a great movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it, the character Luke explains very plainly in a scene that is not found in the scriptures, uh, but it does apply this teaching uh, regarding persecution. Uh, everybody who was in prison found, in Rome found out that they were going to be given over to the lions at the Colosseum, and everybody immediately starts to go into a panic and turn to Luke saying, what are we to do? Luke tells everyone when they find out that the torture, that this persecution will only be for a moment. And then they will be in the presence of the Lord who will welcome them into heaven. And so he gathers them all together and prays the Lord's prayer together with them so that they may have courage and to fix their eyes upon their, re their reward which was about to come. Even now, pain, sorrow, and hardship that we face in this world for living our faith is only for a moment in light of eternity that we will have with Jesus in heaven. It is only for a moment that you are not received by the world or a group of people. It is only for a moment that you are pressured to compromise your faith. It is only for a moment that you struggle against your sinful flesh and work to discipline your body to keep it from sinning. It is only for a moment that death approaches in your waning hours of life on this earth. And then, in a twinkling of an eye, you stand in the presence of Jesus. Then, he acknowledges you. He calls you by name. He knows your pain, sorrow, and difficulty that you had experienced in all your life as you struggled to live as his disciple and being like him. He knows how you had confessed him before your friends, family, and neighbors. And he acknowledges you to the Father all that you had endured for his name's sake, all because you had faith in him. You will stand justified in his presence, just as Christ rose from your, for your justification. And in that moment, for all eternity, your pain will be taken away, your sorrow comforted, your hardship relieved, your persecution done, as you enter into heaven where the things of this world will no longer come to mind. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.